When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Sports Day SA. Paul Bonds and Dan Menzel with you. You can be part of the show. Just text in on 0427154166. That's the week's open line. Discover exceptional customer service. Week's homes. Discover different. Now, Menz, uh, we've got a very special guest on a very successful Redback team. It's Nathan McAndrew. Thanks to Tire Power. Brands you can trust like Max's Tires and the big holiday sale is on now. Nathan McAndrew, welcome to Sports Day SA. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. On the back of a win, uh, this is great to have uh, Redbacks on when um, you've had a win. Big win against Tasmania, 200-plus run win. Did it feel like you were getting some reward for all the hard work that's been going on? Yeah, it did, mate, to be honest. I think it was, yeah, it was a, a really well-deserved win. I think it came at a, a pretty pretty good time. I think, obviously, the boys had been... You know, working working their tails off, and and you know, players and coaches and and everybody uh, in the organisation been working so hard, and and probably not getting the results uh, in the red ball format that we that we wanted. Uh, obviously, sort of coming off a, a pretty bad showing uh, in WA against uh, in Perth against WA, and and then you know, fought back well against Queensland for a draw from a pretty tough position. But uh, yeah, it was really nice for the batters to to stand up and and play an unbelievable knock on day one. Jake Weatherall and Nathan McSweeney. Um, in, in really difficult conditions against two world-class bowlers when they've won the toss and been sent in the bowl to, to stand up like we did, put three under on the board in the first innings and, and drive the game was, I just thought, a really impressive showing from, from the batting group. Absolutely. It was, Nathan. Yourself as well from the bowling group, you took three for 51 and two for 67. That's now 10 wickets in your last three innings with the five for against Queensland. How do you feel like they're coming out at the moment? Do you feel like you're in some career-best form? Um, yeah, just feeling good to be honest. I think yeah, I started the season a bit bit rusty with a few injuries and just sort of fighting through them and, and never really being at a hundred percent. Yeah, we're certainly struggling a bit with the ball and uh, yeah, it wasn't until I sort of had the week off against Western Australia, which you know I hated having to do as as an individual. But the selectors just said, look, let's just let's just have a week off. You're dealing with a few little niggles at the moment. Just have a week off. Get back to a hundred percent and and come back out and, and do what we know you can do. And, um, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, just the right call to make on their behalf. And you, you never like missing games, and especially it was a, a pretty bad loss for us watching on. But, um, yeah, it certainly worked a treat, really, to sort of help my body get back to, to where it needed to be to do my job. And since I've come back in, the ball's been coming out really well. So I'm just happy to be contributing, really. And on that contribution, the, the next game, there's obviously now a break with the Big Bash starting South Australia probably gets a hard run here in Adelaide with the Redbacks and how their form's gone in the Sheffield Shield. It moves us with only we're only five points off of second on the table. So surely you must and Dizzy must be pretty optimistic about the remainder of the season. Yeah, 100%, mate. Um, it's quite amazing what that one week win did. Sort of jumped up, um, yeah, really within striking distance of that second spot. So... Western Australia has flown flown ahead, and they've been sort of the class of the of the tournament this year, and, and probably were last year as well. To be fair, but 
yeah, there's there's absolutely so much to play for uh, after the big bash break in in the white ball competition and certainly in red ball. You know, we're going to be playing Western Australia back at AO, which is going to be a great challenge. But then we go up to the Gabba, which is usually a result based wicket, um, and then we've got New South Wales and Victoria who aren't playing that. Uh, at their best at the moment. So there's certainly uh, results there for the taking if we're able to to play our roles. So, yeah, really exciting. I think, you know, a couple of wins uh, out of those four games could could really get interesting and, and potentially make that short final. And, yeah, probably only probably need one out of the two wins in the white ball tournament to, to get into the final there as well. So um, it's, it's amazing. I think in professional sport, we judge ourselves so harshly and, uh, you, you're never going as bad as what you think you are. You're never going as, as good as you think you are. And all of a sudden, you have a, a great win like that. And, and then you're looking about the Shield final, which if, um, yeah, that certainly probably wasn't the chat um, in our group or, or from the outside noise um, in, the, in the weeks previous to this win. So it's amazing how, how things can change. Well, what did, just on that, what did Dizzy say after the game? Oh, Diz was just really proud of the group, to be honest. I think... You know, we, we knew how hard we've been working and, and the good things that we've been doing uh, as a group. And, you know, I, I don't think we really changed anything. I think there's probably a little bit more belief uh, taken down to Tasmania. It's, it's a challenging place to play uh, for, for batsmen anyway. It's normally a good place to bowl. It's usually uh, green and, and friendly for the seamers. Um, but some of the, the chat in the batting group was, was really positive in the batting meetings a couple of days out from the game. Jake Weatherald um, spoke really positively about you know, owning that process and, and being really, really critical on balls to do as defending and, and making sure that he wasn't letting Peter Siddle and Jackson Bird into the game, but also looking to score runs on a, on a wicket that was always going to be a challenge. And for him to go out and, and make 100 off 130 balls or whatever it was in really tough conditions against Peter Siddle and Jackson Bird, um, I thought that was just a, a match match-winning innings, really. Obviously, that's only the first innings done, but that's, that's the kind of innings that helped us get ahead of the game and drive the game. So to see, um, to see him sort of talk that positively in, in, the, in the meeting a couple of days out and then to put it into, into action was just incredibly impressive. So, you know, there's so many good things, I think, to take out of the win individually for a lot of guys and, and as a group. I think it just it justifies all the hard work that a lot of people have been putting in um, over the last few weeks to try and try and get that first win on the board. So as an all-rounder, do you have to go to the batting meetings and the bowling meetings? Seems a little I do, unfair. Mate. I do. It's, um, I, it was pretty easy to sit in them when I was batting at seven, but this game batting at nine, it's sort of like, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> you know, it's not going to be that hard. By the time I get in, the bowl is going to be cooked anyway. So, um, yeah, no, I still I still uh, sit in on those, even though I'm, I've slipped down the order a little bit more. But um, no, he, every time I try to ask him if I can get out of it, he just says, well, uh, do you see yourself as a batsman, mate? No. Uh, sort of guilt, guilt trips me into it, unfortunately. So, yeah, no, it's, they're usually pretty short and sharp anyway. So, it's, uh, yeah, not, not too big of a burden. Now, on the, Ben, that all-rounder, potentially you might get a better run up the order than with a different coach at the Sydney Thunder. We'll try not to hold that against you, Nate. But uh, when do you head over there for the BBL to start? And uh, I guess what are your goals around that? Yeah, I, I literally just checked in my hotel about 10 minutes before the call uh, in Sydney. So, yeah, flew flew up today. It was a pretty quick turnaround from the last game. We, we flew back into Adelaide and had some sort of mid-season review meetings yesterday just before everyone goes their separate ways. And, yeah, flown up today. So, um, just really looking forward to it, to be honest. It's just such an exciting time of the year for for us us players um, getting to, to get into the white ball format and travel around in Christmas time. It's just... 
such an enjoyable part of the part of the year. And I think goals for me, it's it's about trying to win a big bash. To be honest, um, at the Thunder, we've got a really consistent side. We've had a, a good run at the finals now, the last threes in a row, making making the finals and finishing sort of third and fourth each year, not being able to get into the grand final. So, yeah, I think that's that's my goal uh, as an indiv- as an individual. That's obviously a, a team um, achievement, and, and there's a lot goes into it. But that's that's certainly the uh, the big overriding goal that I'll be working towards for sure. Now, you talked about that transition and going straight away from the red ball to the white ball format. How do you go with the transition, not only from that, the red ball to the white ball, but also a completely different group of teammates? Uh, one day you're at, in the Sheffield Shield with the Redbacks, and then uh, the next day you're in the Thunder. How does that go? Yeah, it's it's not too bad of a transition for me personally. I, I always find it uh, more challenging transitioning from Big Bash back to Red Bull cricket once it's finished. Um, as as a bowler, you sort of the only real adjustment you've got to make is you know all of a sudden you're the person who's driving the game. Batters are trying to defend and not really try too much. Then all of a sudden they're trying to hit you out of the park. So you just got to pull your length back and you know instead of probably bowling that sort of five meter, five and a half meter length in Red Bull, trying to bowl the top of the stumps you got to bowl about seven metres from the stumps and so that you're not floating them up and getting smacked over your head. But uh, it's, for me, a lot easier to bowl that shorter length. That's usually a bit easier for a bowler to adjust to. Uh, but then when you go running in and sort of slamming the ball in, trying to not get slogged, uh, then trying to find your length by going back fuller into the red ball format's usually a, a bit more of a challenging uh, adjustment. But that's sort of the only technical thing you've got to adjust. And, and then oh, I'm really fortunate here at the Thunder. I've been here for a number of years now. And, um, you know, we've got a really a really good group of guys that, you know, you'd probably say that even if you didn't get along with them. It's the old cliche. But um, we've got a, a really good family family vibe here. And, um, you know, I've got a lot of friends here. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting into training tomorrow and, and seeing them all and, and some of the coaches that have been here since I started here in, in 2016. So, um, it, it is a real family atmosphere here, and I'm, I can't wait to get, get into it. Having said that, nice big family. Is the downside having to put up with Alex Ross? <laughs> yes, that is a certain part of it. Um, Rossi's he literally, I got a message from him about five minutes ago whilst I was just uh, checking my notification saying, hurry up and get to the beach. So he's, um, he's already on me. Um, but no, he's, he's a good man, Rossi. I've always been well. And, uh, he's got a very, a very dry, uh, intelligent sense of humour. We won't tell him that. Um, he's, he's probably got the. Uh, I don't think he's got the radio on whilst he's at the beach. He's probably got the Spotify on, listening to some tunes. But he's, uh, he's a good man, Rossi. So I'll, yeah, I'll be spending many, a, many a time with him now in the hotel, being the interstate boys. Yeah, beautiful work. Um, just uh, want to touch back on uh, the Redbacks just for a second. We're speaking with Nathan McAndrew from the Redbacks, who's now in Sydney to play some BBL with the Thunder. But where's Agar? He seems to have found his mojo again and he's bowling beautifully this summer. He's already got 23 wickets. Yeah, he's um, yeah he's an amazing talent, Wes. I think it, it's amazing to see him back to his best as well. Obviously, last year was was a bit of a challenge for him. He, he was just fighting injury and I think there was two or three you know major injuries that really just that ruined his season, to be honest. And um, yeah, that that was he was going through a bit of a tough time with that as well. You start to lose some confidence and things like that. But uh, yeah, see him obviously have a good off season, get his body back to where it needs to be, and and be fighting fit. And yeah, he, he, I mean he's running in behind some serious petrol at the moment. Um, he's a 
he's a wicket taker, he's a match winner with the ball, and uh, yeah, he's he's got a larger than life presence as well. So it's it's awesome to see him running in with his tail up for the Redbacks. Um, just you know, one of one of the huge members of our team, um, and to see him up and about taking wickets is is just so exciting. So hopefully, maybe that uh, comes to a comes to a uh, close for the strikers. I don't want him taking too many poles against us, but. Uh, Amazing to see him back to his best and, and running in by good good gas. It is. And you can listen to the Big Bash here on SEN, which starts next Tuesday, the 13th of December. Now, Nathan, I want to ask you, the competition goes from the 13th of December to the 25th of January. So a little bit over a month. You play a lot of games in there. How much actual training do you do? And what do you do in between days when you're not actually playing? Yeah, there's not much training, to be honest at all. If, if you're in the regular 11, um, there's just so many travel days in between games and with games being every two or three days, it's, um, yeah, I think we start, we've got uh, three games in five days. So it's just a, it's a play, travel, play, travel, play. And uh, yeah, you'll just, you won't do any training in those travel days. That's just about uh, maximising recovery, get off the flight, sort of go to the ground, have a little light run around, get the body get the blood flow moving around the legs a bit. and Batters sometimes have a hit, but bowls will just be sort of resting and, and recovering. And then batters will usually go to the ground a little bit earlier and have a hit uh, in the nets that afternoon. And then if there's a little bit bigger of a gap between games, then you'll squeeze some training sessions in. But yeah, it's, there's not that much time between games and there's not that much time for training. So it's, it's a really, you know, tournament cricket like the Big Bash is such a big thing for momentum. You know, if you get off to a good start and you're, you're performing well, it's it's the best place to be because you never feel like you're out of form. You play a game and you're playing another one two days later and you're riding high on confidence. But if you don't get off to a great start and you're sort of feeling a bit scratchy, it, it can be quite hard to to sort of break that rhythm and, and get back to your best because there's, you know, you play a game, you haven't even got over that emotionally and the next thing you're in, next, in a new city in another bowling meeting thinking about the next game. So getting off to a good start and, and just riding that momentum is a, a huge thing. Just before we let you go, Nathan, uh, last question. With the white ball game, the way it's going, with new leagues popping up everywhere and T10 competitions, um, is is it hard to sort of not look at that picture and go, well, maybe I just concentrate on this and this is what I do? Or do you still love the red ball cricket? No, it's it's pretty easy one for me. I, I love playing red ball cricket, it took me, you know, I didn't debut in first class cricket here in Australia until last season with the Redbacks. So, you know, I've got a huge appetite to just play as much red ball cricket as I can. Um, I just, I love it. It's incredibly challenging and physically and mentally demanding at times, but it, it is the ultimate reward. You know, when you have a great win like that in Tasmania that we did last week, it, it really reminds you how enjoyable four-day wins are. Um, and they haven't, we haven't had a huge amount of them at the Redbacks at the moment, but you know, I think the way that the group's building and there, there are a lot more around the corner. Uh, I think we've got some young cornerstones of the organisation. Guys like Nathan McSweeney have, have really started to show up with the bat. Daniel Drew as well with a great 90 last game. So I think we've got a really good mix of, of uh, you know, experienced players when we've got Alex Carey and, and Travis Head back, but also... You know, I think some of the young batters are starting to step up so that when they aren't available, which we won't have them for a, a while now, um, you know, we're still going to have some match winners in that batting order. So it's just a really exciting time for me to be a part of the Redbacks. And, yeah, I still definitely want to play as much Red Bull cricket as I can. Good to hear, mate. Thanks for joining us on Sports ASA and uh, best of luck through the Big Bash. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for having me.
Nathan McAndrew there from the West End Redbacks. Now over with the Sydney Thunder to play some big bash. Um, it's good that he wants to play red ball cricket. It is because it's not that common nowadays and particularly with uh, the engagement and the audiences, uh, it's going towards the 2020 cricket. So it's good that he has that uh, want to be able to perform and perform well in the Sheffield Shield for the Redbacks. Yeah, and uh, hopefully he stays here for a long, long time. And you can stream every NFL game this season live on NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. And it's time, men's, for your... USA update. It is USA update. And we're going to start with the NBA bonds. Uh, there is some cracking games again on today. I'm going to start on the Los Angeles Clippers. They have been without Kawhi Leonard and Paul George most of this season. Really has dented their side so far, but they had them back today and they won 119 to 117 over the Hornets. Isn't that amazing when you have one or even two of your stars out in the NBA? It just ruins your side. It makes a massive difference. Huge difference. Uh, and speaking of that, a guy who makes a huge difference is Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, from the Milwaukee well Bucks. Said. 17 and 6 they are now. 109 to 102 today against Orlando Magic, who... As this for a record five and twenty they're sitting at, so they might be going for that number one draft pick at the end of the season. We're going to move to the Oklahoma City Thunder and Josh Giddy. He's starting to play well now. He had, he had a couple of little injuries, an ankle injury at the start of the season. It, it made him miss a couple of games. He's a little bit slow out the gates, but. Really good again today. They won 121 to 114 over the Atlanta Hawks, and one that will excite you, Bonds. We'll get to your Boston Celtics. They are rolling. They just are another day. Absolutely rolling. Just another day for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They won 116 to 110 against the Raptors. They currently sit with the best record in the NBA at 20 wins and five losses. Uh, it's probably not a hard one to pick, but they will be the number one seed at the end of the season going into playoffs out of both the Eastern and Western conferences. So they will be in a very good position to potentially break through this year. Well, they're in a position where if, as the season goes on, if they continue this winning streak and they can, they can rest a couple of guys towards the end of the season running into playoffs. So uh, the more they win early, the better it is for them long-term in their playoff. 100%, 100% correct there. Now, the Dallas Mavericks, they knocked off the Phoenix Suns 130 to 111 today. Really impressive. Look at Doncic, favorite for MVP for a reason. Again, incredible. And I brought up this guy last week. He hit a game winner against the Los Angeles Lakers, Andrew Nemhard. Remember the name? Shout out to Pete, uh, one of my mates who's a big Indiana Pacers yes. fan. They won 112 to 104 today. He came into the starting lineup and hit 30 points, had 13 rebounds. First year rookie is going to be an incredible player. He certainly is. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of great players in the NBA. It's such a good competition to watch. Um, just slightly better than the NBL, but there's not a lot in it. Uh, but I want to, what I want, before we switch sports, which I think you're going to do, have you seen the social media post? I'm sure you have, with Steph Curry hitting five long bombs from one end of the court to the other. I have, and he does this regularly. In his warm-up, he does these things regularly that I actually see him all the time now, and it's almost desensitised to me now because he does it with such ease. Well, I know we had true or false earlier, but um, true or false, is that real or not real? <laughs> it's, it's, Steph, it's Steph Curry, so it's real. Well, well, that's what the people are saying, oh, look, any other player, you'd um, straight away you go, no, it's, it's false, but... Correct. 
I, I, look, I, I reckon he hit at least one. Yep. And then they might have just... Uh, I mean, they could have easily. It's amazing. But at the same time, I would say that he could easily do it with what he does. If it's real, yep. it's amazing. It is amazing. And he is... Not arguably, he is the best shooter of all time. I think there's yes. no doubt about that in terms of where he can hit from his range. It is absolutely incredible. And on that, let's move to the NFL, Bond. So we are about three quarters of the way through the season here. So we're starting to see things shape up. We're starting yes. to see teams that are genuine contenders to win the Super Bowl this year. And one of them, I'm going to start with them, are my Philadelphia Eagles. They are 11-1. and one. They won 35-10 to 10 against the Tennessee Titans, who have been pretty good this year. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Easy. Absolutely incredible. Jalen Hurts threw for three touchdowns over 300 yards. What I love about this is they've been a running team all year. Tennessee went to defend the run, and Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni said, all right, we'll just throw the ball on you. We'll throw it to A.J. Brown, who was their former wide receiver. He scores two touchdowns over 100 yards. That's uh, one way to rub it in the face of a team that you've taken their best player from. Very good. The Buffalo Bills beat the New England Patriots. They go to nine and three on a twenty-four to ten win. They will absolutely be thereabouts as well. They're they're one of the absolute favourites to win the Super Bowl this year, and I think for good reason as well. Behind Josh Allen, a couple other games that were very interesting over the weekend was the Seahawks knocked up the Rams. They're they're thereabouts this year. The Seahawks, the seven and five at the start of the year, everyone had them coming last in their conference. They're probably going to take it out either them or the San Francisco 49ers, who I will move to. Who now, Jimmy Garoppolo has broken his foot, so he's going to be out the rest of the season. They already have them. Trey Lance down as well. Uh, however, their defense is the best defense in the NFL. They won 33-17 to on the, the Miami Dolphins, who have Tua and Tyreek Hill. They are the real deal, and if they can find a way to navigate around the third-string quarterback, they could actually win the whole thing this year. The last couple of games I want to finish on is the Cincinnati Bengals, 27 to the Kansas City Chiefs, 24. They they are slowly going about their business. They are 8-4. and four. The Chiefs are 9-3. and three. The Bengals, who played in the Super Bowl last year, I think are better than they were last year. I think they are a team that people are not valuing, and they absolutely could go all the way, just like this team. How about this for a scoreline? The Dallas Cowboys, 54 to the Indianapolis Colts, 19. The score at three-quarter time was 21 to 19. They put up 33 points in the last quarter. They go to nine and three on their record. And the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, are yes. absolutely the real deal this year. I talked about the 49ers defense being the best defense in all of the NFL. Well, the Cowboys are pretty close to that. They're probably the second best defense. And so there's a couple of the major games over the weekend, a couple of the major contenders to win the Super Bowl, which is only just over a month away, a month or two away now, we're, we're getting to the pointy end of the NFL season. And uh, earlier today also, uh, Tom Brady did it again, just uh, got his uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Saints with about, I think there was about four seconds to go. Yeah, there touchdown. was not long to go. They they are not doing it pretty at the moment, the no. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But, I mean, if there's one player that can just get the job done without looking pretty, with just actually getting the win, it is Tom Brady. They do go back to the top of their division. Uh, so they should be playing in the playoffs. We should see Tom Brady in the playoffs again. And you can never write off that man if he's in the playoffs. Yeah, they're 6-6 six and six now. So their record. So look, look, he is just he's just a freak. It is staggering. To see what he does. Uh, to, to move the ball down the field and score a touchdown with a few seconds to go just to win the game. Thanks very much. Uh, he's done it time and time again. It is uh, absolutely incredible from a man who's 45 years of age and still playing quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. 
it's uh, yeah. it staggers the mind that the cliff was meant to come five or six years ago, and it's it still hasn't. Correct. It's it, it's unbelievable. He just every I I just can't get over how. Um, how he just keeps going and keeps doing it. So what do you got on tomorrow? You're not with us tomorrow, but what are you doing tomorrow? Working hard? Yes, we will. I've actually just moved into new house. Uh, so oh, yes, a right. lot of moving at the moment. I uh, got down to toolkit depot actually to get a few things for the nice. house. To, uh, nice. Build a few of the things in the house. So I'll be doing that tomorrow into pre-season again tomorrow night. We touched on a little bit of the sample earlier in the show. So yeah. hopefully it's not too warm tomorrow. It may be around 20. So we should be right in pre-season. Tomorrow on the show, Brett Maher will be joining us. And we're going to speak to Adelaide 36er Daniel Johnson, who was playing his 400th NBL game uh, this Friday night against the Perth Wildcats. So looking forward to that. Uh, Men's, it's been great. It has been, Bonds. Another great show and uh, some big games coming up in the Soccer World Cup again tonight. Can't wait to tune in. Bye, everyone.